Welcome to Ball Talk Deep, where we talk deep about ball. It's Andrade and Irwin back at it again. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to continue our What to Watch Out For series. We've talked about NBA teams in the East, NBA teams in the West, and now we're going to talk about players to watch out for this NBA season of 2021 to 2022. Before we get into it, guys, the criteria is either players that are going to have standout seasons, players to watch out for in the near future, but we'll take that big step this season, or just enjoyable players to watch. And there's a minor one where some might be for the drama, the story, the narrative following behind them. Of course, man. But come on, man. What, what's an NBA season with a little bit of drama you know, facts, to the man. telenovela? I to- always say that NBA novela is one of the best shows on, on like in the world right now. Yeah, man. Facts. And this year is no different. Man, do we have quite a bit of topics, you know, to spice things up a little bit we do. Uh, with the novelas. But uh, let's get to it, man. Andrade, what are some players that you have on your list? All the players, All right. actually. My players are... Yeah. It's, a little, it's a little long. But we'll go through it fast. You yeah. guys gotta stay tuned. We're gonna have highlights for every single player. Whoa, what? What? Yeah, yeah. We're stepping up right now, man. Yeah. Season three of BTD production yeah. is upping. Yeah, improving. big boy, big boy stuff. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so I got John Morant, Tyler Hero, Joel Embiid, Lamelo Ball, Luka Doncic, Paul George, Colin Sexton, Darren Fox, Terrence Mann, Clay Thompson, Zion Williamson, Michael Porter Jr., Duncan Robinson, Tyrese Halliburton. And lastly, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Shit, man, you got like all no particular order, guys. Got all the NBA right there, bro. Pretty much. No key. <laughs> I mean, all the NBA people you're gonna want to watch for the next couple of years. Hey, I like that. I'm com- just saying. I like that comeback, man. Yeah, good shit. All right, man. I got Tyler Hero, Kyrie Irving, Kyle Kuzma, Jalen Suggs, Zion Williamson, and Josh Giddy. Ooh, surprise! You got Tyler yeah, on your list. Uh, man, yeah, I feel you, man. Uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I, my 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 thinking still stays the same with him. Okay, kind okay. Of. All right, let's start this off with the one, the only, John Moran. Oh, COO of Andrade's boys group. Facts. Might be CEO pretty soon. Nah. In a draft where Zion got all the hype, Ja is ready to fully break out as a standout of his class. And after the success of last postseason, we learned that he's more than just a bright scorer. He not only has the clutch gene, but he can also be the leader a team can get behind. Already ahead of most with only two years in the league, this is the season where he could take the next step on all levels, including having a more consistent shot and leading the Grizzlies to be taken more serious into the future. Next, we got Tyler Hero. He was mm. off the radar his rookie season, yep. overrated going into his sophomore year, mm. and now he's underrated. His stellar rookie season, including the playoffs, was no fluke. He just needed to get more experience like any young player, was given a short offseason and following condensed season, and you can't really blame him for being distracted by the fame that followed his bubble success at such a young age. For real. Now he's a father who's focused on taking his career to the next level and has a slight chip on his shoulder with all the bullshit he's heard about him the past year. With a top-tier organization like the Heat behind his development, plus the new sense of responsibility being a father brings, and the fact he seemed to already be a focused, hardworking individual prior to the hype, there's no reason Tyler doesn't make a significant jump this season leading the second unit. Absolutely, man. I think uh, this uh, this year we're going to see that Tyler Hero, the Miami Heat fans, and NBA fans all together were expecting last year coming off his run in the bubble. Facts. I Especially like when he popped off in the Eastern Conference Finals versus the... Uh, versus the Celtics, so I'm excited that to snarl. Yeah, man, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see what Tyler Hero does, man. From what it seems in the preseason, he has put in the work. He's put on, man. He looked jacks, like you know, 
especially check out this video. I was yeah. telling y'all, don't yeah, sleep man. on. He's gonna, he's gonna. He, uh, he looks, mess. he looks jacked, and more and more importantly, he looks comfortable out there on yes. the floor, confident. like confident that now everything's going a hundred thousand miles per hour for him, which is a good sign to see. Excited to see what's gonna happen. Following, we got. Joel Embiid. <clears throat> ben Simmons stole the spotlight in Philly for the longest, and Joel's probably not happy about it. Nah. Last year, he proved he can play at an MVP level and could have even won it if it weren't for injuries. With the Simmons drama looming over the team and probably in the back of his mind, combined with the fact he could have won an MVP, I expect Embiid to come out swinging and balling out no matter if the Sixers are serious contenders or not. Mm. Sometimes if a team is aware this is not their year, it's worth making it their franchise's star year because it's a win-win for both parties. Facts. And unless a miracle happens in Philadelphia, this year is all about Embiid. Yep. And then we have LaMelo Ball. I got a good nickname for LaMelo. Magic Mellow. Fuck out of here, man. What the f- Oh, okay, fine. He's one of the most exciting point guard in years, and he's got incredible similarities to Magic Johnson. He can put on a show with his assistant finishes. I'll give you he's that. He's taller than the average point guard at 6'8". That too. And he came into the league with immense hype that at this very moment is leaning towards that he will live up to his full potential. Mm. Few players, I can say, will do something eye-catching or special every game they play and LaMelo is one of them. Expect him, Gordon Hayward, and Terry Rozier to lead the Charlotte Hornets to some success like another play in tournament spot or even possibly slightly higher. Definitely playoffs, man, for sure. And speaking of another prodigy that has lived up to the hype, Luka Doncic. The man. This one's simple. Luka has the potential to be the successor to LeBron as face of the league. Like and that. he's only entering his fourth year in the league. That's crazy, man. It seems like he's been in the league forever. For real. Year one, he stunned the league by living up to the skeptical hype surrounding him in the draft. Year two, he expanded his reputation by showing he wasn't a one-year wonder and that he could be as good as the highest expectations of him. Year three, he improved his efficiency from the field and three-point range to career highs and had a stellar showcase against the Clippers that many would argue if he had even just a slightly better team, they could have advanced. Mm. So year four, I expect the icing to this cake that he's been layering with Luka solidifying he's not just a young player gunning to be at the top, but that he's officially arrived as a top-tier player in the league. Mm. Pair that with a healthy Porzingis that I assume should play well alongside him since the Mavs decided to keep them together, along with some fresh air and Jason Kidd as the new coach, this Mavs version could be the most surprising yet in recent times. And who knows? Maybe Luka guns for MVP along with all this new excitement. Mm. Yeah, man. Speaking about who knows, man, we're talking about arguably the one of the biggest mysteries right now in the NBA. Facts. We're talking about the enigma of Kyrie Irving. The man, the myth, the legend. For real, man. Like, what is there not to talk about about Kyrie Irving? Whether it's the, yo, the Kyrie watch. Is he going to get vaccinated? Is he not going to get vaccinated? Does he believe in the vaccine? Is Which, he going to play or is he not going to play? Is he even going to be healthy? Is he huh. going to retire? Uh, yeah. That's the yo, craziest one. Yo, there was one on NBA Twitter that uh, it was like a fake rumor that Kyrie Irving retired. But I, the, the fact... I, I saw that and I had to Google it quick because I was like, no the, way. The fact that a lot of people believed it, you know, or, or considered to look at does say a lot about right. uh, Kyrie, which pretty much goes to my point, man. The mystery of Kyrie Irving, man. We got to see what happens, man. It's going to be very important to watch, especially if you're the Brooklyn Nets, because your championship hopes, a significant factor is going to be on Kyrie Irving. 
True, true. But they'll be all right with just Harden and KD, let's be honest. But Kyrie is a huge factor. Yeah, man, I can't sleep on that. And speaking of another huge factor for his team, we got Paul George. Mm. He recently solidified himself as the nickname king with PG, Pandemic P, and officially Playoff P. And he might add on to his collection this season. Last playoffs, he proved not only to the public, but to himself that he still got it. And boy, is it a lot. Mm. Not only did he have great numbers, but he showed he can still step up and be the superstar and leader the Clippers need for the postseason, playing some of his best balls since his Pacers days. Yep. While Kawhi expected to miss a good chunk of this regular season, PG is expected to take over, and this time around, there's plenty of confidence from fans and media that he'll lead them to a successful season until Kawhi's return. So expect dope highlights, nice numbers, memorable performances that, at the end of it all, I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers end up being PG's team, freeing Kawhi to do what he does best without the leadership pressure. I uh, know, man. He has some pretty good dance moves, man. That Drake video <laughs> coming out of his shell. And speaking of someone who does have leadership pressure, we got Colin Sexton. Before we get into the numbers, it's his mindset that makes me most confident that he can have a long, successful career in the league. Mm. Now, here's a fun fact when it comes to Sexton's stats. Only 20 players in NBA history have averaged 24 points on 57% or better true shooting at 22 years of age or younger. Before him, Trey Young and Devin Booker were the last two to do it, and look where they've ended up so far. Yeah, I think they're doing pretty well. After putting himself strong on the map last season, I expect Sexton to take another leap forward, solidifying himself as a point guard to watch out for, and if he can improve his assistant passing abilities, a top point guard someday. He truly has a Mamba intensity and mentality in him, so I truly believe he'll get his in due time, with this year being a milestone pivot towards that direction. Speaking about pivot, man, uh, talking about this guy, man, he might be like the C- just like Sexland, he's the CEO of Sexland in Cleveland. This man over here, Kyle Kuzma, has been the CEO of basketball memes worldwide. It seems like every five minutes you look at NBA Twitter, you're looking at something going on with Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma to the Shanghai Sharks. Uh, Kyle Kuzma to the to the Mexican League or some some other bullshit. Kyle Kuzma is gonna have his opportunity this year with the Washington Wizards. Don't have the pressure of playing with LeBron James. All those expectations. He's gonna get hell of touches over there to be able to put a lid on all this you know shit that's got going on with the trolls and everything by balling the fuck out and Kyle Kuzma does have the talent and I'd like to see what's gonna happen I'll I think be he can be honest I'm a little skeptical about that one but I hope you're right hey man shit. someone who I'm not so skeptical about we have and Fox. Mm. One of my favorite under 25 players in the NBA, Fox just has a certain it factor that drips from when he balls. The speed, swiftness, finesse seem to come to him with ease and only the greats can make it look that easy. Combine that with a great head and mind on his shoulder, something I've noticed from interviews, I expect him to be a top 10 to 15 player in the NBA at some point. He's shown he can be a significant contributor to his team's success, and if he worked on his three-point shooting in the offseason, there's no reason he shouldn't become one of the more lethal offensive threats in the league. Man, he already is, like a fox. Next, we got Terrence Mann. The most unknown player on my list, you might remember Mann for balling out and scoring seven threes in a closeout game for the Clippers last postseason. Mm. What made me have more belief in Mann is the fact Paul George and Ty Lue give him high praises. 
PG says something on how he sees him grinding every day and pushes him to be more assertive on court. And I believe that assertiveness will arrive now that Terrence has more confidence within himself after last season's success, along with the two-year, $22 million contract extension he just signed. When your team puts their confidence in you on paper and pays you your worth, it usually inspires you to go for more. And that's what I expect them to do this offseason, especially with the Clippers looking for someone who can be their solid third star alongside Paul George and Kawhi. Speaking of teams that are looking for somebody, man, this franchise badly needs somebody to step the fuck up. And Magic fans, I got somebody for you. Jalen Suggs. A lot of people are not going to know him who he is right now in the NBA as of yet, but this guy blew it up in Gonzaga, which uh, he was probably known for making that clutch shot in the NCAA tournament versus UCLA. Definitely showing you right there to everybody worldwide, this guy has the clutch gene, which is one of the ingredients that you need to be able to be a number one man, potential superstar for your franchise. Facts. And the Magic badly need that. And based on what I've seen of the kids so far, not only in Gonzaga, but in the summer league and the preseason, he definitely has the game for it. Has the clutch gene, like I said before, to be able to lead the Magic out of this, like what it seems, eternal rebuild. Okay, I see you adding first-year players on this list. Yes, sir. Someone who's not a first-year player, but may kind of like his first season because it's his season back, Clay Thompson. It feels like he's been out forever. Dame better make way for the return of the best or second-best shooter in the league. Mm. After missing two full seasons, Clay is itching to get back on the court and ball out. Combine that itch with a man of his talent, skill set, experience, and the chip on his shoulder to prove everybody wrong about the Warriors being washed after their dynasty days. There's no reason to not expect a second coming of Clay. A re-energized Stephen Draymond, along with an improved Wiggins and Wiseman, should allow Clay to have a lot of fun on the court without too much pressure, which should translate to his game being a one. Then we got Zion Williamson. If it weren't for the Ben Simmons drama going on in Philly, the Zion's Pelicans drama would probably be center stage by the media. His family doesn't seem to approve of the organization in the city. Zion doesn't seem to articulate what he actually believes. And David Griffin is rumored to have a rocky relationship with him. So all this makes for an interesting narrative of how things should translate on court for Zion, his future in New Orleans, and the future of the NBA in general. There's also the hype and speculation on how he keeps improving his game. It's because everyone's wondering if he can stay fit and if he can lead a team. The curious case of Zion Williamson makes him one of the more intriguing players to watch out for this season. Definitely intriguing. Uh, the guy can definitely ball the fuck out. You pretty much hit up all my points. Pretty much, man, we know Zion can ball the fuck out. Yeah. We know Brandon Ingram can ball the fuck out there in New Orleans. But he's going to be somebody to watch out for because if he doesn't help lead his team to W's, it's going to hurt his legacy and it's going to be it's going to mean another long rebuild for the New Orleans Pelicans because he's going to want out. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. And then we got Michael Porter Jr. MPJ. Every season, MPJ has steadily improved and the Nuggets have shown their confidence in him with each passing season. With his offensive game being solidified, a guy of his frame and size could definitely have good defense and become a good to great two-way player. The Nuggets could have an incredible homegrown trio in Jokic, Murray, and Porter, and they've shown their belief in Porter to include this trio by giving him that extension. 
MPJ has stated that he wants to become one of the best, not just a good player. So after receiving the max extension, I don't expect him to settle, but instead use it as fuel to improve himself and already be working on getting an even bigger contract in the future. That's a great mindset to have, especially, you know, when you got paid that much money. True. A lot of people crumble, you know, and when it comes to that. speaking of big contracts, we have Duncan Robinson. Already one of the best shooters in the NBA, but one of the best podcasts, in my opinion. And best stories in the NBA. It's true. Duncan just has to work on the other side of his game to become a great player on any team. His five-year 90 mil contract has some people speculative if he's worth it. He's probably aware of that, and I expect him to live up to it. One of the most common traits among all the players in my list is a focused and thoughtful mindset because it usually leads to an athlete not only being a hard worker, but a smart worker. And Duncan exemplifies that. You don't go from unknown to uh, D3 to a lucrative NBA contract without a grounded mind and crazy work ethic, which I believe he'll continue doing this season and he may surprise us with a new level he hasn't reached before because he still is only 27 years old and with his frame and height of 6'7", there's a lot of room for potential growth. Absolutely, man. And speaking of surprises, man, uh, this player over here is another first-year player. I'm talking about Josh Giddy. He was picked in the top 10 by the OKC Thunder this year in, in, um, in the draft. And a lot of people were surprised. They were like, who? Who the hell is this guy? But hey, you know, the Sam Presti is the one that's getting paid the big bucks to be able to choose. And so far, what we've seen in the, in the preseason, he's looked good. He, 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 you know, has a good skills, can shoot, can dribble. If you're looking at the highlights over here, man, he looked like Andrade's boy Lamelo with that with with, with with that pass right there. And OKC fans, uh, they're gonna be hoping that this guy can be another young star to complement the rebuild over there in OKC. Speaking of young stars, I got Tyrese Halliburton, mm. another Sacramento player on this list. Tyrese has the length, speed, athleticism, and shooting that can make him a standout guard in the near future. He shot 47% from the field and 41% from three, which is incredible efficiency for a rookie. Yeah, for and anybody. Even if his efficiency takes a slight dip as he takes more shots, there's a lot of room to play with. He also showed some promise on the defensive end, so there's hope he can be a good to great two-way player. For a 6'5 guard with his length and athleticism, the chances seem pretty good. After a surprising, successful rookie season in which he finished a top three finalist for Rookie of the Year, I expect Halliburton to build upon the success and noticeably branch out his second year where I hope and expect Sacramento to take further advantage of the talent this guy possesses. And lastly, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Man, I like that name. Shea has the talent, frame, and athleticism to become one of the best players in the league. Yeah. Last year, he only played 35 games due to injury and combining that with the Thunder trying to lose, it wasn't so good. No. This year, I foresee him returning healthy and trying to get the Thunder on the intended direction of success for the rest of this decade. Just because an organization has a lot of picks, it does not mean guarantee success in the future. And if they don't start winning now, a player of Shea's level could easily leave. He can attack on the paint at will, play make like a floor general, finish like a star, and has expanded his shooting to be more consistent. Not to mention, he can also defend multiple positions. And at his size and age, there's so much room for him to improve on both ends and become a Kawhi-like 
player. I thought you were going to say Dwayne Wade. <laughs> <laughs> and this year should be the year he starts making the general public believe in that. And that's why I got him on this list. And look, uh, something about the general public, man, which it is true. OKC does own all the first round picks for the rest of the decade. Um, but yeah, man, uh, we'll see what happens, man. Super exciting uh, to see yeah, what happens this, this NBA exciting. season. You guys already know, appreciate all the love and the hate. Guys, uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all podcast streaming platforms, Ball Talk Deep. We'll catch you guys soon. And you guys let us know what players you guys think we missed out on, who you guys think we should watch out for that's not on the list, and which ones you agree with on the list. Who knows? We're going to make an episode for it. But anyways, Ooh. we'll catch you guys soon. For now, Take later. care.